3: This week's episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained, we delve into a very mysterious Catholic murder mystery. Liza Minnelli pops by to drop us a little tune. You find out very interesting information about Will's life, such as Who would he fuck, marry, kill? What is his least favourite smell? Who are his favourite recording artists? And most importantly, does the carpet match the drapes? This is Mysteries of the Unexplained. day to you and welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained. On this very sombre and poignant day, the day after which Ireland did not make it through to the Eurovision final yet again, we would like to uh. extend our condolences to Miss Leslie Roy and her family. Um, <coughs> it was very apparent from the little glitch at the start of the song that everything was going to go downhill very quickly and uh, we <laughs> thoughts and prayers are with you at this time, Leslie. William, how are you feeling about yet another failure in the grand scheme of things that is Eurovision?
1: I just want to go back to the days of Diana International.
3: Absolutely. I felt a lot
1: more progressive back then.
3: Now we, really we have
1: old gimmicks and tricks. I know. And... As a viewer, you're sit at home looking at their glistening bodies bopping away. You know.
3: <laughs> I If I was making an early bet now, I'd be putting my money on Lithuania.
1: Oh, you loved a bit of Lithuania with the yellow. The oh, it pants. was just
3: so camp and yellow, and it was called discotech for any of you that didn't see it out there. And it was just camp and fantastic. It was real. Oh, I just loved it. It gave me life, and things quickly went downhill from there. Um, so putting money on Lithuania, if I was a gambling woman, which I am, because I am broke as fuck. Well, <laughs> how are you getting on, boy?
1: Oh, a one, sure. Sharon, a one on this glorious day. You can't trust our weather app at the moment here in Ireland. It's a running joke because it just says it's raining every day and then everyone gets up and it's sunny. Um, and actually there was an article Met Aaron had to put out about uh, how other apps aren't that accurate and just download the Met Aaron app.
3: Met Aaron. Which
1: is Irish weather Meteorological Service app.
3: The Meteorological Service of Ireland. Well, it's been wrong since day dot. I have literally gotten yeah. caught in the rain or sunburned permanently over the last week. It's like, what? What? It is absolutely mental. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. And you take the dog for a walk and you're caught in a hurricane. Um, thank you to which of our fans on our Facebook uh, page keeps sending us pictures. She lives in like a tornado county and it's fucking incredible. I'm so sorry. One of our fans, I will insert name here after in the editing programme. But I digress. Today, we have a story for you that is going to knock your little Catholic socks off.
1: Ooh, wasn't wearing any.
3: As a good, as a good Catholic schoolboy, you're going to enjoy this one. And and I, as a former member of a convent school, so um, anyone raised Catholic out there, you all know what I'm talking about, bitch. Let's go for it. Smells like school spirit. Bishop Patrick R. Heffron knelt at the altar. He knew vanity was a sin, but the hard-working man couldn't help feeling proud of his school, St. Mary's College. He had founded it in Winona three years earlier, and by August 27, 1915, the college had become quite successful. Every aspect of St. Mary's was running smoothly. At least, everything but the bishop's relationship with Father Louis Lachaise. Heffron recalled his recent communications with the 56-year-old priest. Lachaise had a demanded a parish of his own, an idea that Heffron found almost unimaginable. In truth, the bishop held his colleague in low regard. He wondered about the man's mental stability, and he questioned both his competence and his devotion. The bishop believed Lesches would be very much more appropriately employed as a farmer. And he told him so, a comment that had sent Leshes storming away, mumbling curses under his breath.
1: Enough of this,
3: Heffron whispered. He pushed all thoughts of the priest from his mind, reprimanding himself for dwelling on the negative. He focused instead on his prayers. The bishop's concentration was broken again, this time by running footsteps behind him. Heffron stood. He turned to see Father Lettuce charging towards him, a frenzied look in his eyes.
1: Louis, what are you... N- no, Louis, foe, the love of God. <laughs> oh, that, that's meant to be for the love of God. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that saying actually religion originally foe the love of God?
3: Fo the love of God.
1: <laughs> well, it is, listeners. For the love of God, no!
3: It was too late when he had noticed the pistol in Lesh's hand. The thunderous claps of gunfire echoed throughout the chapel. Bishop Heffron felt two piercing stabs, the first in his thigh, the second in his chest. As Lesha's hurried away, Heffron found the strength to give chase, but his injuries overcame him. Had Father Thomas Normile not discovered the wounded Bishop moments later... Ephron may have died. Instead, by some miracle, the bishop survived to testify against his would-be murderer. He reflected upon the man he had known for more than a decade, describing him as hostile, self-absorbed and friendless. Also noted were the countless arguments between Lettuce and another of his colleagues, Father Edward Lynch the fact that he'd like to dress up in ladies' clothing late at night and walk around the convent. What? N- no, the last bit is absolutely untrue. I just made that up. I was like, I can't see that word. <laughs> in the most heated moments, Leshes took to screaming a condensed version of the Bible verse. 1 Thessalonians 4.16
1: And the Lord shall come again to the sound of trumpets. <laughs>
3: The case against Leshes was a slam dunk. It almost certainly would have been even without Heffron's testimony. Police had arrested Leshes mere minutes after the shooting. The gun hidden in the deranged priest's travel bag.
1: (laughs) It was Burberry, darling. i
3: just put this gun in my purse. However, the murderous man was not put in prison. Instead, he was declared mentally unfit and sent 140 miles west to the asylum for the dangerously insane in St. Peter. I'd say he would have rather go to prison the
1: name on that asylum is pretty says what it is, doesn't it it's not like it does it
3: what it says on the tin yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty much this is where the dangerously
1: insane go the insane go two roads over and the moderate insane goes to the next state
3: yeah if you go around with a 44 in your purse then you have to go to the asylum for the dangerously insane One might imagine that after Bishop Heffron lost his battle with cancer in 1927 and with Leshes still hospitalised, this bizarre saga would finally reach its conclusion. But the strange tale of Louis Leshes and St. Mary's College had only just begun. By January of 1931, Leshes had proven himself to be a model patient. He was declared mentally stable and reportedly would have been freed, if not for a rather significant technicality. Leshes was still under the guardianship of the Diocese of Winona, so the new bishop, Francis Kelly, needed to sign off on Leshes' release. Kelly refused, sending Leshes into a rage. Perhaps it was coincidence and perhaps not, but on May 15th of that same year, in St. Mary's Hall, the building in which Hefran had been shot, nuns discovered one of the most ghastly and puzzling scenes in Minnesota history father lynch the man who leshes had clashed with on so many occasions was found dead in his third floor room his body or rather his charred remains lay upon the bed strangely there was almost no evidence of fire lynch's bible was the only other item burned nothing else not even the bed on which the priest's body rested was so much as singed singed that's a great word Even more strangely, while the good book lay in ruin, burned almost beyond recognition, a single passage within it was said to have remained untouched, as if the mysterious flames had burned around it. That passage was 1 Thessalonians (gasps) 4.16. Father Lynch's official cause of death was listed as an electrical accident. (laughs) there was an electrical accident. He's literally like (laughs) spontaneously combusted. It was an electric electrical accident with a powerpoint
1: there was a fault of in the switch and what happened was he must have touched the switch and the whole thing went fucking kaboos anyway it'd be 150 pounds to get it fixed
3: so he flew up on the air and he was totally on fire he flew up in the air from the powerpoint went up over onto the bed and whilst he was in the air he burst into flames and by the time he hit the cover on the bed there was no flames left and he was gone
1: I see it all the time. I see it all the time.
3: (laughs) It wasn't until 12 years later, on January the 10th, 1943, that the former priest met his end. Leshes passed away from a heart attack at the age of 84, still a resident of the asylum for the dangerously insane. Almost from the moment of Lesh's death, St. Mary's Heffron Hall, named after the bishop whom Lesha's had tried to kill, reportedly became a hotbed of paranormal activity. <gasps> it began with phantom footsteps, heard roaming the <gasps> third floor, accompanied by the sound of a tapping cane.
1: Liza Minnelli was now doing a show in the asylum. <laughs> hey, it's Liza! <laughs>
3: Several witnesses claimed that the papers on the community bulletin board waved.
1: It's only me, Liza. It's me, Liza. <laughs> I'm going by the bulletin board. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at me, girl. So see how?
3: Why didn't you just come out and fuck me in the air sometime? Oh no, that's not Liza. That's, that's not Liza. That's um, um,
1: uh, May. What's her name? May West.
3: May West. Shut up, you. May West. Shut up. As if caught in a gentle breeze, but there was no source of wind. Plap! I'll give you a source of sour wind. You little tom
1: tom playing up.
3: Again. <laughs> I'm a delicate cuss. An invisible presence sometimes kept students from entering the third floor, pushing them back into the stairwell with each effort to cross the threshold. The stories went on. Hey, get
1: out of my way. It's Liza. I'm taking down these stairs. <laughs> I have a show to do, Missy. <laughs> Mommy's going to love me.
3: I'm Liza and I'm a star. One of the most terrifying encounters on record occurred late one night in 1945. The third floor hallway's stillness was shattered by the appearance of a shadowy, cloaked figure. The mysterious visitor stood before one of the doors and knocked. Inside the room, Mike O'Malley and his roommate were awakened by the noise. O'Malley leapt out of bed and flung open the door, surprised to see the figure standing there. Believing it to be one of the school's priests and trying to comprehend what he'd be doing at their door at that hour, O'Malley asked, What do you want, Father? The stranger's frightening response was almost a hiss.
1: I want you on stage now! Liza style! (laughs) Will you please separate yourself from the fucking...
3: The, the ghost of Liza Minnelli and say the line.
1: I know, yeah, okay. Right. I want you.
3: Mmm, sexy time. The figure moved towards O'Malley, but the student did not back down. He swung his fist hard into the cloaked figure's jaw. Bones snapped, but the visitor was unhurt. Instead, O'Malley suffered substantial injury to his hand, as if he'd hit a brick wall. With O'Malley writhing in pain, his roommate jumped to his aid he reached the door and glimpsed the stranger's face just before it vanished. His description of the visitor matched that of Louis Leches. Following that frightful encounter, the phenomena in Heffern Hall reportedly grew more intense. Blood flowed from the sinks and the urinals in the bathroom. Students were... What? Ch- yeah, blood. You dirty bitch. Students were chased by an invisible presence and the sound of running feet echoed behind them. And then, there were the cold spots. By 1967, Tales of the Ghost had run so rampant that the members of the college's student newspaper, The Nexus, organised their own formal investigation. They hoped to debunk the perceived myth, but the results shocked even them. Setting up in Heffron's Hall, third floorway, the investigators' evening began rather uneventfully. But at 1.45am, the time of night Leshes had died 24 years earlier, their equipment detected some bizarre readings. The air temperature dropped significantly at one of their thermometers, and the cold spot began to spread in just one direction, east to west, at a rate of 100 feet in 30 seconds. It was as if an invisible presence were stalking the hallway, leaving a trail of frigid air in its wake. Furthermore, photos and videos taken by the team were mysteriously blurred and distorted, enough evidence to convince many of the investigators that they had shared a brush with the paranormal. The school's eerie phenomena continued throughout the years and decades that followed, and in 1989, USA Today declared St. Mary's College, now St. Mary's University of Minnesota, the state's most legendary haunted place. It is a reputation that holds firm even today, as many believe the ghost of Louis Leshes still roams the floors of Heffron Hall, haunting the building named after a man whom he hated enough to shoot. Bam, bam
1: oh very interesting
3: fucking mad priests fucking mad priests going around the place shooting each other because they didn't like each other i'm
1: terrified of this guy
3: <laughs> would you want him to come come to your to bedroom in the middle of the night i want you ew what do you want with me what do you want with me
1: i'd be like i want you too Daddy.
3: Imagine if you just started getting really sexy with the ghost, and every time he came thumping around, you were like, "Daddy!" (laughs) Oh
1: my god, you are deranged.
3: Yeah, but it might fright. I just have to look up this man. You frightened away every other man in your life by being like that. Oh, I put up a picture on the thing. Look up a picture from there. I should have sent one. How come I just put in Louis
1: Letches, and they all I just got was Lech's cakes. There's loads of cakes came up. Oh sorry it must be anyway some kind of bakery?
3: Um, I'd say it's some kind of bakery. Imagine I was
1: like Annie, this was on a leaflet for a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you like cake? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it's actually all about the priest cake. Um yeah, no, he's terrifying me. The reason why he's terrifying me is because he seems to display powers. That not a normal ghost can display. Yes. So a normal ghost, if you hit them, your hand will go through them. Yes. As far as I know, you can't uh, make somebody burn to a crisp in their bed without affecting anybody else uh, in the room. Um, so he seems more of a demon priest. Yeah,
3: more of I thought it was all kind of funny until he came back and then set your man on fire and apparently mm. he's he's the apparition of a ghost but with a face like a brick wall. I, I don't... Mm, I wouldn't be liking it now. I wouldn't be appreciating it at all. And he was shoving kids down... The, I read in another thing, he'd be shoving kids down the stairs of <laughs> <up> the <laughs> college. Then he all, well, I'd like, say that was blinded. more Liza. Oh, that was probably Liza.
1: On the way to the stage.
3: She wants to have her limelight even, like, from the other side, even from beyond. Like, she's always, like, an absolute, like...
1: Are uh, still alive, Annie?
3: Is Liza still alive? <laughs> Is that woman still
1: alive? Yeah. Oh, my what God. What well, Of course she's still alive. She must be, like, a... She's 75. Is that all?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, she looked seventy five in fucking like nineteen
1: seventy. Hey, wanna watch a Big Mad Missy? Her.
3: Liza Minelli is alive. This is a little bit of a this is a bit of a revelation. Is there any recent pictures of her?
1: She was in um, a film in two thousand and nineteen, Halston. Really? It's a, well, it was a documentary film, and um, she. Other than that, I think she's kind of probably you know having drinks. Out on her amazing house On <laughs> cocktails. And, and, <laughs> I wonder can she? I wonder can she? Does she still have the voice? Let's just see if I can. Would you mind? Would you partake? And if I could just see for a second.
3: Oh, take over the podcast, Will, as you normally do. Off you go. <laughs> oh, off you go. It's your. It's your stage. You and Liza have a lot in fucking common. What? She can't did, let you, anybody else have the stage a for this. You
1: story about her. <laughs> <laughs> you just dropped the story better.
3: <laughs> go on, give us a little bar then,
1: Liza. Hold on there, here we go. Uh, Ask about all these rumors that apparently she can't sing anymore, she lost her voice. She's sitting in her car and said, We wanted to know how your voice is here we go. pretty much perfect.
0: It's, it's good, you still yeah. have the chops, you can oh, sing. Of course. So she actually sings for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, can it's. <laughs>
2: That comes- that's, that's
3: just- <laughs> Imagine when she does die She'll come back to haunt me then Because I thought she was dead And I'll be in bed And she- somebody beside my ear Will just go
1: Like <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> Every like time, that. every time you go to go to sleep, <laughs> could you imagine? Now, now, <laughs> I
2: come and want to go home?
1: Now,
2: <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress.
1: Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt.
2: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash (laughs) weight loss.
1: Oh, you never know who'd pop up in our episodes. You'd never know it's time for <laughs>
3: Dell <dao, dao.
1: laughs> new segment it's Time
3: for ask any anything dao, dao. It's ask Will It's not dao, your week come and Ask Will anything Alright oh, you were in the second verse Jesus you're fucking You're such a fucking stage oh, You're such a
1: stage. <laughs> says, says me one who calls the section After herself when it's my section
3: it was like always really asking Annie anything. You, I just actually, let you no. in for a guest appearance. Now we have about 72 <laughs> questions for you today. Oh man. Jesus.
1: I'll you know try to be as fast as I can.
3: I was going to, you're, it's going to be like a rapid fire round, right? I don't want any of your like procrastinating and thinking about things. Because I asked <laughs> the guys on the <laughs> Facebook who thing. I am. Shut up. I asked the guys on the Facebook thing and I got a million. And I actually owed a few questions to Ashley and Nikki who are like, great fans and they're always chatting to us online so I said look I'm just instead of carrying questions over because we always forget them I'm just going to give them all to you today so you're just going to have to suck it up well and do a bit of work for once okay
1: wait okay. wait <laughs> it's the pressure the pressure, the pressure. <laughs> uh. okay
3: um this came from Kat Barnett first. I absolutely love hearing the Irish slang on the show. I'm currently driving my husband ah. nuts by declaring "the neck of you," the neck of you. That is a particularly Dublin bit of slang, isn't it? Will do you think so?
1: It is. Yes, it would be. That would be yeah. uh, a Dublin, Dublin slang. You're right. Yeah, from
3: our time working up in the capital. Yeah. What's your favourite Irish, British and or American slang? Oh, love you guys. Your Patreon pal, the Pink Witch. Aw, thanks, Cash. You're so cute. Um, okay, let's say your favourite Irish. Your favourite bit of Irish. What's something you say a lot? What's your favourite bit of slang? Um,
1: that's queer bad. That's queer bad.
3: Yes. Oh my God, queer. Like queer good, queer bad. Now, that is particularly Wexford thing, isn't it? And it has mm. no relation to queerness or gayness or anything it means very it just means very it just means
1: that's very bad like that's very that's yeah yeah if you heard that someone was after falling on the ground in town when they were shopping someone told you'd be like oh that's queer bad isn't it
3: oh it's queer bad oh it's queer hot it's queer cold oh i'm queer thirsty i'm queer randy i'm queer horny
1: oh Oh, everything goes back to sex with you last week it was that you were a pedophile Oh, remember? He <laughs> admitted that. It's your <laughs> fucking links Africa thing.
3: Just oh, hell, hell. <laughs> like a. Do you know what? I've been accused of a lot of things, but not that one yet. A um, bit of British slang. Oh, did he say nothing blunt?
1: All right, Governor.
3: That's got me a fucking Yeah, it's
1: still British. Um,
3: it's, I suppose it is British. It is British. You
1: fucking Egypt. How many times has Annie called me a fucking idiot on the show? Twice now guys <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, little, little victim statement Put out last week on Facebook
3: American slang God I don't know Do we even know <clears> any?
1: Um, Yeah I don't know if I know any American slang really other than the Hey bro Ugh, I actually nearly got sick in my mouth saying that Sorry <laughs> no, That is so Like,
3: Don't ever say that again could all you? Could all our American fans? Um, will you send us in your favorite bit of American slang, and then we'll try say it on the show. <laughs> try say it on the show next week and make a total cock of it. Miss Nikki Woodward, hey girl. Um, <laughs> she was asking me this, but I'm going to ask you: Would you rather sneeze every time you orgasm, or orgasm every time you sneeze?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I would oh god i think i would rather sneeze every time i orgasmed because if you orgasm every time you sneeze then like you'd be very messy
3: i'd be very messy going around the place wouldn't
1: it yeah whereas if you yeah sneeze every time you orgasm you could just pass off and be like oh (laughs) this room is dusty And who would
3: you be saying that to your invisible boyfriend? Ashley May wants to know... Well, I don't know. I'd
1: personally ring you and I'd ask you because you were like a barren desert for about 50 (laughs) years there. So you have a lot of experience in it. (laughs) Sorry, go on.
3: Oh, Will, Will, Will. You're catching up, bitch. Ashley May wants to know, does the carpet match the drapes?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It certainly does, darling.
3: And would really Would Will rather be my best friend Or my best friend forever Well I'm his best friend forever Just so. like
1: Diamonds forever Your best friends forever Cause <laughs> Diamonds are forever Forever Forever
3: They <laughs> Would, we, Debbie Robertson says. What is Will's favorite smell? Links, maybe. Debbie, I don't know if you're having like Sorry, a slight Debbie. little zig at me. Sorry, a Debbie, a I'll actually
1: do justice to your question because <laughs> the question actually is, what is Will's least favorite smell? I apologise oh, apologies oh, on I'm the so fr- the uh, so lack fr- of professionalism <laughs> on Annie's side. My least favorite smell. I presume you, you, I presume you mean in aftershaves and stuff like that. Um Because you said links, maybe at the end, so I think you're on that route. Um, It probably would be like hmm, some of the Tom Fords, I wouldn't be that gone on now, to be honest with you. I think they're very meh, and also Tom Ford is an absolute dope. Why is he down? Uh, I
3: don't know
1: anything about him Oh I've seen, I've seen an interview with him And he's just like The most pretentious idiot I've ever come across in my life I'm sure he's a listener of the show um, Oh that's actually went through my head The other day I was thinking like I wonder has any celebrity in the world Minor or major ever stumbled across Their podcast and listened and been like What the fuck Or are you a listener and even a patron But you just have a fake name If you're a celebrity come out and tell us
3: i know that michael fassbender is actually a secret fan um he's a secret fan of me and he's been following me around for years and i just want to say michael just keep doing it (laughs) will
1: oh we just got one one person unsubscribed from the show there that's interesting
3: Oh, but when he says no he really means like give me more that's what Michael's all about um, Mary Newman-Lothian hi Mary if Will could hi, hi Mary. Mary if Will could listen to only three recording artists for the rest of his life and no others she seems to be very strict about this who would they be?
1: okay thank you for your question thank you everybody for your questions the first one I would choose would be Seagar Ross because they would keep you in a mellow kind of mood and oh, they'd be brilliant. Cool. After that it would have to be Crystal Waters because she has those those <laughs> songs. Gypsy One <laughs> Woman and hundred percent pure love and destination unknown known known. So I think they would keep you going. And then the third one I'd have to oh like the third one's the hardest one. <laughs> Um, but you do, like, that's, the Crystal Waters is my 90s dance one, you know? You have to have mood music. You couldn't just be listening to, like, all sad music the whole time.
3: No, but, like, mm. I, 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 <clears throat> I keep, when you say Crystal Waters, I keep thinking of that Irish, like, mammy and and daughter and son group. Were they not called Crystal Waters? <laughs>
1: no, they're called Crystal Swing.
3: Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find you. Crystal Swing and show you some video clips, that you will not believe the shit that comes out of Ireland. This is like oh, Irish. Yeah, we have to put that country in Irish
1: Facebook.
3: We'll put it up on the Facebook, it's like Country and Irish family band. Oh my god, the cringiness, the absolute mortification, the neck of them. Here, Will, come on now, you've won you've one more you've one
1: more yeah one more I don't know like it's kind of that's kind of hard like it's hard enough I do like little Las X like he's good so probably him
3: oh yeah oh yeah so you and a little bit of him on the island with you just you and him on the island oh my god that's, yeah, yeah. Waters, that's their kind of band that nobody knows their name well you're such a weirdo Sean Ellis
1: it's actually just one Sean, woman yeah, okay, wait, please, please stop, stop being stop.
3: so like reductive about things
1: don't disrespect. So don't. And reductive. <laughs> you're not about. It. you just presume it was a band Sean Ellis
3: wants to know okay FMK Colin Farrell Jonathan Rhys Mayers or Michael Fassbender who's FMK am I being really okay. am I being really um, stupid
1: Fuck, Mary kill, you fucking oh. idiot. <laughs> Jesus. I'm from the orphanage, my name is Beastie Bunty. I'm
3: Bunty. <laughs> I'm Bunty, have going on. i do not know this.
1: Um, okay, right, so um, F. Colin Farrell, hmm. probably M. Michael Fassbender, and then Robert oh. and Nanny's face when he's my husband, and then kill John Reese myers well, someone has to die Annie I don't know why you're
3: shocked yeah I just I like Jonathan but um
1: I'd be like oh Annie me and Michael are just <laughs> I call him Mickey
3: well Will, if you got anywhere oh, near if you got anywhere <laughs> near class spender, mm. I just would not like I just don't think I'd ever talk to you ever again like if you touched him
1: would that push you over the edge yeah you're I'm not gonna do everything in my power it. now to do that
3: well, I mean, that power isn't very wide-ranging. So <laughs> yeah, to it's not question. very
1: strong, really, is Kyra it? Kyra
3: Mae, your power. What is your power? You can't even fucking... You can't even scratch your... Lift your hand to scratch your arse half the time. Kyra Mae, if Will... I actually Will, have my
1: hand in my arse at the moment. Oh,
3: this is, a, this is a kind of um, samey question. If Will could only listen to one song for the rest of his life, what would it be? Also, it can only be sung by me.
1: <laughs> it can only be sung by Annie. Yes. yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> They'll, they'll give it and they'll take it away
3: I know I know they will,
1: they oh no. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it would have to be it would have to be um my the song that I love the Gypsy Woman song I'm a really good singer but it's I'd, I'd bit have bit be singing it really good I think after a while I train you up like can okay I'm gonna here touch. we go
3: <laughs> oh jeez!
1: Okay, we'll get. We I'll give you the lyrics. I'll give you the lyrics, and we'll go from there.
3: I was singing the lyrics. Nicky Woodward. That was very Elvis Presley. Nicky Woodward last question if you could go back in time what period of history would you choose
1: oh very interesting um well, people always say I go back to like to uh, when there was lords and ladies around, and they seem to think that they would be a lord and lady, but really you just be a fucking peasant. So what's the point? Oh. Um, what I would go back to do or go back to see would be who built the pyramids? Was it ancient aliens? Was it Egyptians? Was it somebody else? I'd go back, have a little look, see, and then once I realised I couldn't get back to the present day, I would then start telling them stuff to make them think i was god and live it up until i died yeah. we
3: interrupt this very boring answer to ask will anything to bring you this
1: breaking news
3: mystery animal and tree turns out to be croissant oh, when animal restaurant showed up at the scene they were able to nab the suspect bread handed A woman in Krakow, Poland, had quite a fright when she saw what looked like a bizarre animal that had been hanging in the lilac tree outside her home for a few days. The woman called for help for dealing with what she thought might be an iguana, according to the BBC. When the officers showed up at the scene, they were able to nab the mystery animal, bread-handed, because the animal in question turned out to be a croissant, according to a Facebook post by the Krakow Animal Welfare Society. The person behind the post theorised that croissant was thrown out of his window as a treat for birds in the area and ended up getting stuck in the tree. Although the woman's worry turned out to be unfounded, she did the right thing because there are people willing to get rid of any animal that causes some trouble or just get bored, the Facebook post said. It is better to check and be pleasantly disappointed. The animal rescue did not mention what happened to the croissant after it was retrieved from the tree. This has been Annie for Benny's Bizarre News. Please join us next week for the most Whoa. bizarre news in the world.
1: Oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh, that was, that was possibly the worst bulletin we've ever had. You just told us about a croissant.
3: <laughs> you know what, like, I know I don't know if we've any got any French speaking listeners here. But like, I, I never know how, how to say the word. Uh, the words <laughs> croissant well croissant. you know like because obviously that's not how you pronounce it but I think it's really stupid when people in English speaking countries decide to take some words that are obviously French and pronounce them like in French so be like to go into a shop and be like can I have three
1: croissants
3: please it's like, why take the one word? Why take the one word and put it like and, and pronounce it in French like it's you know, like it's English. You're English speaking.
1: Uh, I think we need to have a, a what really grinds your gear section on the podcast. <laughs> and then we just rant.
3: It would be very long. How do, how do you guys out there pronounce cro- croissant? So in Ireland we say cro- Croissant croissant which is so bad I pronounce it, it as such
1: guys? croissant
3: yeah, but it's not cross aunt it's not your 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 aunt who's a little bit angry, croissant
1: Annie, I'm literally not taking elocution lessons from a lady who can barely stand.
3: <laughs> I'm going to send you the picture of the cross under the tree because it actually does look like some huge kind of moth larvae kind of creature. And you would be scared, Will. You would be scared. You who is scared of his own shadow. Um, <laughs> it's time for me to let you go, guys. I think that I have made your week about 10% better.
1: Jesus, talk about confident. <laughs>
3: Um, So we had to flake out on our stereo session last week because uh, there was some technical difficulties. We will be back this Friday, coming Friday, which is the 21st at 9 o'clock Irish time, 9pm. And uh, do join us on there. We'll have a little bit of a crack. We'll talk a few paranormal stories. Will, is there anything you would like to say?
1: Do I have something else to say Uh, No I don't think so Just thanks for all your questions Thanks for your continued support And thank you to everybody who signed up to Patreon And supports the show in that way We actually do have a new tier on Patreon Which is a $3 tier um, Which is just a general shout out in the show Um, So thank you so much
3: Tell me this Will And tell me no more How deep is your love?
1: Very shallow for you anyway (laughs)
3: Thank you for joining us. We love Thank you very much. You.
1: Join us next week we when we you.
3: delve into more mysteries. Mysteries.
1: Explains. Explain. Don't you ever Explained.
3: try to keep up with me when I do that bit? You're always out of time. Out of sync.
1: I'll do what I want, you won't tell me what to fucking do, you hear I'll me? I'll come
3: down there and I'll batter you.
1: You wouldn't batter fucking bread, you hear me?